everybody, this is Dr. Bill Janishak on the Conquering Stress Podcast Special Edition. Right now, we are in March 2020, so if you're listening to this in the future, well, we're in the past. And um, this is an unprecedented time in forever. Uh, the, basically, the world shut down. There's kind of mass hysteria out there, and that's the reason that we put out these special editions, because the, the mass hysteria, the fear is kind of doing more uh, towards the coronavirus pandemic, if you would. We have different opinions on that. But um, we putting this out so that you can have something tangible. The whole thing about this podcast is uh, it's conquering stress. Stress is physical, chemical, and emotional. And we want to always get our toolbox with all the tools that we can to handle that. And this time right now is probably one of the you know, biggest times of stress globally. I started looking around in my Rolodex, and for those people that don't know what a Rolodex is, it's just <laughs> cards where you keep your names and address of all your friends. I guess it's now it's just a contact list. And um, I thought, you know, first of all, I went into gratitude. I'm like, how lucky am I? I started looking around. I said, I personally know the experts in the area. And this is exactly how I've created my practice is that when I don't know, I go to the experts. So stuff on mindset, kind of calming yourself over here. And we've wanted, and people have been wanting to get more than nuts and bolts. Well, what do I do? We're talking, this is a healthcare. And I know I got to think great and be in gratitude and take care of myself mentally and just calm down. But what do we do? So, um, and I agree with you, we, we have to take care of ourselves. And that's why um, I conjoled, threatened, bribed, uh, our guest today uh, is Glenn Depke. You probably have heard of him unless you've been under a, a rock or, or just quarantine maybe uh, for a long period of time. He's a traditional naturopath. Uh, he's, God, he's just done everything. He's an author of uh, multiple books getting out there. He travels the country training um, doctors, practitioners, and other folks over there on the detailed portions of functional medicine, staying healthy in a natural state uh, for Dr. Mercola and amongst other people. So I could go on and on, but we're, best of all, um, he's my best buddy. And um, so when I got Glenn, well, I told Glenn, he said he was all in. So Glenn, uh, welcome. This that part that, that I say nice things about you, I'll probably edit out because I'm not going to let that go public. Thanks for coming because I think people need to hear exactly what you're, what you're about. So, <laughs> well, I have to say, Bill, with that introduction, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. <laughs> Aren't you great? Uh, um, that's awesome. So, I mean, you're busy and you're traveling. I know you see lots of patients and clients, both in the office and a lot of stuff uh, like telemedicine and stuff. What do you think? I mean, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I think the best word I could use is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, I, I tend to, you know, my first thought is the word it's craziness. It's hysteria. But it, but it really is just interesting here yeah, because, and I'm not faulting people who are kind of feeling a little crazy or hysteric right now because it's, uh, 
you know, simple fact, like you're talking about the whole emotional component of it. But when, when emotion is up, intellect is down, right? And when intellect is up, emotion is down. So when, when we think of our culture, which is being driven by media and social and uh, not just like the, the regular media, but social media as well, there's so much fear in the air, so to say. And people's emotions are going up and then people are doing things without as much intellect. So they're, they're not using as much reasoning. And then that is actually driving more fear in people who weren't afraid. Right. And the hysteria just kind of gets out of control. And then uh, even, even with, you know, you and I, Bill, if, if we were to choose to be overly emotional, we would be less intellectual. We would have less reasoning. Right. And that's, I think one of the, one of the bigger challenges right now, like we see the runs on, on toilet paper, which is, which is ridiculous. And people, you know, buying every piece of, you know, every pound of ground beef in the store and all the, the food. And, it, and it's kind of interesting. I was at the store just a few days ago and I literally just stopped there as I was out and about because I wanted some, I was thirsty and I wanted to buy a bottle of water. And I figured, well, let me check the aisle to see if there is any toilet paper that I could buy because I've never, I didn't run out and buy 500 rolls and I, I get to the counter and you know how at that every every grocery store at the counter on the side they have all the candy bars right yeah and and if we think of and, and this is the whole thing like if we think about it logically you know what we want to do when there's any kind of a threat of anything that could impact our health we want to support our immune system we want to support our homeostasis which is our general balance we want to support the nervous system the hormonal system the digestive system yet when i'm standing at the counter to check out with my liter of water every box of candy bars was completely empty and i'm thinking really people <laughs> you're 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 not going to get through without grabbing all the candy bars, which is going to have an opposite effect on your immune system, your digestive system, your hormonal system, your nervous system. And, uh, but, but that's just what we're doing because emotions are up and intellect is down. It was, it was funny. I was talking to uh, Glenn Morshower about this and he had a good thing. He said, you know, we're, we're uh, reacting rather than responding. He says, you know, when, when there's a auto accident or a heart attack or something, we don't call the first reactor. We want people that are going to respond logically. But I mean, we could go on about that. So where do you think this started? <laughs> Great question, because it's, I'm going to give an answer, a response to that, that I'm sure nobody has heard at all. <laughs> so. That's why you're here. We want it. We want the cutting edge stuff. Exactly. So so the, the, the whole scenario that we're dealing with right now is really it's not about the coronavirus. Uh, this goes back to, believe it or not, the 1860s. You see, most people have heard of Louis Pasteur. And you've, you may have, if you don't understand it, you may have heard of the germ theory that Pasteur had presented at that time. And the theory that Pasteur presented back in the 1860s is that the reason, you know, a basic simple way to put that is reason that you get sick is because of the germ. You know, the germ invades your body and you get sick and therefore we have the germ theory put in the most simple basic way. But what most people don't know, back in the 1860s, at that same time, there was another individual, Bechamp, 
who had a different theory. His theory was not that it's the germ. He believed that it was the host and the cellular health of the person. So in, in Bicham's theory, it wasn't the germ. It was how healthy are the cells in your body? How healthy is your immune system? How healthy is your nervous system? How healthy is your digestive system, your hormonal system? Because if all of that is healthy and you're exposed to a germ, you have a much different or a non-response as compared to somebody else who doesn't have that level of health. Yeah, so, and I don't know why I really, when I, when I, I kind of racked my brain thinking, well, how did, how did they ever go with Pasteur's theory? Because we all, we all understand this. Every single person watching this right now, you know that you could be in a room with nine other people and potentially be exposed to the coronavirus. Well, it doesn't mean that all 10 people are actually going to get the coronavirus, have the same response and get equally as sick, equal amount of symptoms, and equally all die, right? That doesn't happen that way because it's not about the germ. It's not about the virus. It's about you. It's about your own cellular balance. It's about your immune system function and all of this. And, and it really, and I, I see, and I don't understand how Pasteur won that argument or that debate back in the 1860s, but I don't know, just like nowadays, perhaps he had a better influence of friends, Maybe he was better at building rapport with people. Maybe he was better at delivering intellectual information. Uh, maybe he's a better speaker. I don't know how he won, but he won. So he, he won the big It thing. was the paradigm of the time. Oh, you yeah, absolutely. At the same, same time, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and hence, you know, we, we now have this system of medicine throughout at least our country and even other parts of the world that's really based on be afraid of the germ, right? And, uh, and it's, it's one of those things where if, if Bichamp would have won this argument, we would not have any level of really hysteria right now. Because if Bichamp won that argument, when we know that there's a new virus that has emerged and there's like multiple different, you know, reasons that I won't, you know, we could spend hours talking about like, where did it come from? But people would now be focused on, all right, well, there's a virus. So I need to do everything possible to be as healthy as I can, to, to enhance my cells, to enhance my nervous system, my immune system, my hormonal system, my digestive system. And to me, that's where this started. This started back in 1860. So that takes all, all blame and responsibility away from all of you because nobody, nobody started this. And, but it does, but in a, in a very positive way though, it does empower you. It empowers you to recognize that, no, it's not the virus. It's not the germ, so to say, and I have complete control over supporting my cellular health, my immune system, my nervous system, my hormonal system. And I think if anything else, <clears throat> perhaps this whole uh, interesting scenario, as I said earlier, brings that to light for people that, you know, in, instead of having, because you know, I really think about it this way, is that the people who are really afraid of getting this. I think ultimately on some level, whether it be conscious or subconscious, they're really concerned, is my body healthy enough to really overcome this? Yeah, you know, I have absolutely zero worries about the coronavirus personally, but I know what I do for my own health. I know what I do to support my immune system, my digestive system, my hormonal system, my nervous system. Heck, I just had a, uh, an adjustment from Dr. Bill earlier this week because this is a time to take care of those things. And and that's the big, that's the big difference. So one, one of the things, so 
what if you're one of those people that is elderly or immunosuppressed? Um, what precautions can we take? You know, we see people with the, you know, washing their hands and sanitizing and, and the masks and the quarantines and stuff. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, that, see, and that's where it's very important. And it's the difference of uh, reacting in fear or reacting in caution. I love caution. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit more cautious. Uh, I, was, I was actually, you know, Dr. Bill and I were talking prior to uh, doing this, and I was discussing the only thing that has changed in my life right now is I wash my hands a little bit more. You know, if I, you know, I went to the store just, uh, just last night, and recognizing the woman at the checkout who was wearing plastic gloves, she was still, you know, the plastic gloves could contain the virus and she was handing me money that literally how many, you know, thousands if not tens of thousands of people had actually touched. So I was more aware that I wanna make sure that I don't touch my face or anything that would potentially expose me to anything until I can get somewhere and wash my hands, right? But for people who are immuno, suppressed or the elderly or somebody who has these issues uh, obviously washing your hands is a big deal uh, probably one of the smartest things that we could all do right now but outside of that you know some of the other lifestyle things that we could all be doing you know, like uh, you know, number one don't be eating as much sugar or processed carbohydrates they all weaken the immune system yet as I said earlier, you know, people were in the stores buying up all the candy bars. I mean, that just goes against what we're trying to accomplish. Doing simple things like drinking enough good, clean, pure water. You know, this is a great time to stay away from fruit juices or, or sugary drinks or, or, you know, limit your alcohol consumption. Uh, it's a great time to get more sleep. You know, if you're not out and about as much and you're not around as many people, you know, take a nap in the afternoon if you can. Uh, get more good, solid sleep to support the immune system. Uh, the one thing I would recommend that people get out and do, I mean, go, go to your chiropractor. Go get an adjustment. You don't, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Like, the people are like, well, I don't want to go outside. But you, you want to go somewhere where you can actually do something that's very positive for your health. And, and these are all the factors. And there's other and we, we could, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later. There's other, uh, you know, supplement perspectives that you can, ways that you can support your immune system and, and ways to address this. And, and, you know, the other thing too, and, and Bill, this is kind of a, a little bit of the craziness, a part of the hysteria is with the mask as well, right? You see all these people yeah. wearing these, uh, you know, disposable paper masks over their face and, and the, here's an interesting piece, and this comes right from the, an infectious disease specialist at the Mayo Clinic. So this is a direct quote. The quote says, the current recommendations regarding masks are that if you yourself are sick with a fever and a cough, you can wear a surgical mask to prevent transmission to other people. Right? Now, if you're healthy, there is not though to be any additional benefit to wearing a mask yourself because the mask is not airtight and does not necessarily prevent breathing in of these viral particles, which are very tiny. And that's a direct quote from an infectious disease specialist from the Mayo Clinic. And, and when I started to do, the, so when I saw that, I wanted to do a little deeper research because I, I don't like to just take a quote I hear from somebody and just run from that. I wanna go deeper. And when I started to look in 
some of the uh, statistics and some of the handling of masks. Like most people when they have these disposable masks, they use that same mask for like days, right? Yeah. And, and the mask itself isn't airtight. It doesn't seal around your skin. So you're still breathing in the, you know, the air that's not being filtered. Uh, also, it doesn't filter small enough particles to filter out the coronavirus. And, and where you're potentially creating more problems too is that when people wear these masks, and think about it, we, we see this all the time. And I know I've even done this, like when I've been working around the house and something that's really dusty, I'll wear a mask myself. So I'm not inhaling all the dust and the contaminants that are in whatever I'm working around in the house. And you're constantly just taking the mask and shifting it around and moving it. Well, if you happen to be you know, breathing in and, and there is this coronavirus around you, and it, it gets on the outer portion of your mask and then you, you adjust your mask like this and then you itch your ears or you go like this with your eyes or, you know, do something with, you know, you're basically, you're increasing your potential of exposure. Yeah. So unless, unless you're using a, uh, you know, one of the more uh, medically approved respirators that are, are formed to actually fit your face to where there's no air getting through except for what's going through the, uh, the, the either number 91 or 100 respirator, you know, the mask isn't really helping you. But, but where it's great, though, is if you've been, you know, well, well, number one, if you've been diagnosed with coronavirus, just stay in, right? But if you have, if you notice that you have a fever or you have a cough, or there's some symptoms of something going on, wear the mask to protect other people. Yeah, because, you know, because whether you have the coronavirus or some influenza virus, or you've got the common cold, well, it's good not to be spreading it around anyway. Yeah, so that's probably the better place to actually utilize that. Uh, but if you're walking around thinking, hey, I'm wearing this disposable mask and I'm not gonna get the coronavirus because of it, probably not gonna happen. If you feel better because of it, by all means, do something that makes you feel better and more confident, but uh, it's really not doing likely what you're expecting it to do. So it may be psychologically good, but not necessarily physiologically good. Right, right. Well, and, and now that I've shared what I did, I kind of took away the psychologically good part of it for people. But, uh, <laughs> but, it, but, it, it's, but it's, you know, it, it's just, I think that's a good part of the caution though, right? Because if, you're, if you haven't changed anything in your life, you've done nothing to support and change your lifestyle habits. So you're still drinking sugary drinks and fruit juice and alcohol and you're eating sugar and eating poorly processed carbs and you're still not moving your body, you're sleeping for crap and, and you're, you're, you're not going and visiting your chiropractor. You're do, if you're doing all these things that then you're throwing a mask on, you know, thinking, well, that's my protection. I, I don't want you to think that you're really fooling yourself you know, because that's what's going on. It's more important to really take care of the body and wear the mask if you feel that you've been exposed and you could expose others. But I, I think it's best to just be real and, and give, you know, like real information at these points. Well, um, I think that's awesome. And one of the things that I want to cover, and one of the things that I love about you is just like uh, when you talk about Bachamp today is like, wow, you know, nobody's heard that and it's something different. And I, and I know because you're so cutting edge, sometimes people have to stop and go, is that true? And every, every single time somebody go, looks at, well, I don't know. And then they go, yeah, Glenn, you were right. You were just, how did you find that out? Because just like the, the mask thing, you're, you're kind of like this big nerd that you're always going to be going deeper and deeper and deeper and trying to figure it out. 
and think because in our industry, there's a lot of crap out there because, you know, it was like, well, you know what, if you, if you turn left at, at sunset and, you know, turn around three times and throw, eat a pixie stick, then, you know, your left ear will grow. Um, <laughs> and, and there's, you know, the, the cutting edge stuff, the really good stuff that's traditional um, that sometimes get overlooked by just what I call the woo, you know. Right. It, it may, work, may work excellent, but we've, we've got to have some semblance. So we were talking the other day and you were walking out of the office and you had mentioned, oh, well, in Germany. And then you dropped this bomb and we're looking out and I'm watching you walk out of the office and I'm like, what the hell was that he was talking about? I'd never heard that. And <laughs> really? So I wanted you to get, uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because that was amazing stuff. So why don't you tell everybody what you, what you told me? Yeah, well, this is, uh, uh, and this is some, even when I was uh, first learned about it, I was just like, oh my God, this is like really, this is the cutting edge information, right? And, and I, I got this information. There's uh, basically a, uh, a colleague of mine uh, who, uh, Dr. Marx, and, and with a company called Marco Pharma, which is a German-based supplement company. And uh, so it's really some high-level supplements. It's the, it's the first company I ever started working with uh, professionally. So back in 2001, it's the first company I ever utilized because I was just so confident in what they were doing with their supplements and because of it's based on the German knowledge and technology because the naturopaths in Germany will, will always treat naturally and holistically first, right? That's going to be their, their focus. And uh, so Dr. Marx had shared, and, and I'm going to bring something up so I can actually share this uh, exactly how it was, it was told to me. So it said that... <clears throat> Uh, so this is uh, going to be uh, a direct quote from Dr. Marx that I, I wrote down as he was talking. So he said, the coronavirus is, is an encapsulated virus. Uh, so it contains a coating that's comprised of protein. Uh, now that protein uh, coat, it contains, uh, it's spiked with uh, glycoproteins on its surface that dock themselves into the lung. So if, if, this, if my left hand here is the lung, and my right hand here is a coronavirus going through the respiratory system. It's the protein coating that allows it to dock and attach to the lungs. And what's been recognized that in hospitals in China, they found that by using enzymes against the coronavirus, the, the protein coat can actually be dissolved, which then deactivates and disables the virus from docking onto the lungs. So it's not... Uh, per se destroying the coronavirus. It's just taking away its ability to make home in your respiratory system. So, so therefore using some type of a proteolytic enzyme that has a high protease count and concentration is really the best defense to deactivate the ability of the coronavirus to attach to your lungs, to your respiratory system. And, and I've known about proteolytic enzymes for for literally decades since like yeah. early 2000s and i've used i use them personally it's like as an example in germany it's uh, for uh, maybe even potentially still today but i know for the longest time it was a number one inflammatory protocol was to use proteolytic enzymes because it's good for people with aches pain stiffness uh, 
uh, inflammatory type conditions. And but it's it's used for so many different effects. I mean, it supports the digestive system, which then supports the immune system. It's good for the nervous system. It's good for so many levels of health. But another thing that's so important is to recognize the difference between a proteolytic enzyme and a digestive enzyme, right? This is important because I've had people that have replied to me in emails and they give me a link to their digestive enzyme and they're, and they're basically saying, is this enzyme good for, for the coronavirus? And and no, a digestive enzyme is not even comparing apples to apples. Even though they can both have protease in them, it doesn't mean your digestive enzyme isn't going to make it into the blood and get to your respiratory system to really accomplish the goal we're looking for with the docking of the coronavirus. Because the proteolytic enzymes, there's two major components with this. Number one, they're specially coated to survive the acid bath, to break down in your small intestines, and then by breaking down in your small intestines, actually getting through the mucosal lining of the small intestine to enter into your bloodstream, which it then goes to the respiratory system because your, your, your blood always goes through the lungs because every breath you take, your, your, your blood is being exposed to oxygen to carry it to the cells. So you wanna make sure that you take this, uh, it has to be a proteolytic enzyme that's actually coated to survive the acid bath and you have to take it away from food. And third, my, my overall recommendation to just be preventative is to take at least two or three of these at least twice per day. But again, between meals, maybe between lunch and, and dinner and, and maybe two or three hours after dinner uh, to really get the protection that you're needed. And then, of course, if, if you've been ex exposed to the coronavirus and you've been diagnosed and you're dealing with a sickness, you could take more and more often. But of course, follow the directions of your conventional doctor, do your quarantine so you're not getting other people sick, and, uh, uh, and then really just up your dose of the proteolytic enzymes. Well, that's, that's exactly the stuff that I wanted to get out of you and get out into the public is that is a protocol that nobody's talking about. We're talking about um, the drugs and weight and all the sickness that you have to go through, but it's such a simple, inexpensive, an effective treatment and preventative. Yeah, it's preventative at the same time. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. And that's the stuff that we want to get out because if I believe we would talk about hysteria and people just going crazy. One is because they don't understand. Right. And then two is one of the reasons when there, when there's, there's fear and no control, I mean, that's just going to drive you batshit crazy. And so if people, are calming down and the whole reason that I'm doing these interviews special interviews anyways is so we can get experts that can sit down and say slow your roll dude if you're not sick something is simple as a protolytic you know the right protolytic enzyme to get um, get this taken care of so um, that's awesome information I mean this is you know something like that is really good can change somebody's life and we don't know who's going to hear this right and um i really respect the work always respect the work that's why i'm always bending your ear on on patient care and stuff but um you really don't know i mean somebody could be going all right i'm gonna take this stuff i'm gonna listen to, to depke and see what's uh what's up and you know the uh the mo the biggest success stories are never heard because right. You you know, well I I never got the coronavirus. You know 
may or may not have been because of some things you did or some things you didn't do, but um, I think that's awesome. What's the next step for the, you know, so these special proteolytic enzymes, um, you mentioned Marco Pharma, um, are those easily available? Can they contact you? Or I know you can't get them at CVS. Right, uh, right. But um, can they contact you for them? Can they, uh, other practitioners or? Yeah, I think, and it and it's, uh, yeah, the, the one thing that's tough with Marco Pharma, it's a company that only sells to practitioners and you can't sell to the general public. So like as an example, the Marcozyme that I've been using with my clients for for you know the last couple of decades i can't just sell to the general public but there are other enzymes that are very similar and comparable uh, i use one from uh that's from biotics research that's called in 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 Intenzyme forte uh, and it's um you know we can provide a link uh here uh somewhere to where people can get that and you know, if you've been watching this video you know the directions of use and how to use it from a, a precautionary perspective uh, and then outside of that, outside of the enzymes as well, make sure you're doing the simple things and uh, not just the lifestyle tips that I mentioned before. Make sure you're taking some daily probiotics. I always recommend take about 40 billion plus of the good bacteria, the good guys every morning. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, which is just basically with the understanding that that helps enhance your digestive system and about 70 to 80 percent of your immune system actually originates in your digestive system so that's a big key and then and in simple things and taking vitamin c we've been using vitamin c as uh, as you know as a culture for decades and it's highly successful relatively inexpensive easy to use and you could do 2000 milligrams maybe two or four times a day throughout the day uh, but never do more than 2000 milligrams because that's about all your body can use in two hours if you take more than that at one time it just gets kind of you know you you urinate it out i mean you don't get to use it all and and vitamin d you know vitamin d which uh, ironically is not a vitamin it's actually a hormone uh, and it's very supportive for the immune system for your immune system to actually work properly you need to have an adequate level of vitamin d so Maybe during this time, taking 5,000 units of vitamin D daily, you know, one that has uh, different cofactors or liposomal, yeah, but, but do those simple things, you know, your probiotic, your vitamin C, your vitamin D, um, maybe even if you wanted to, you could add in a little bit of uh, zinc, you know, to help you, uh, but then do the simple things, take care of the lifestyle, take care of the basics with supplementation and utilize the proteolytic enzymes as that uh, cautionary aspect to know that you're doing everything you can, as Bachamp would say, to keep your cells as healthy and balanced, to strengthen your immune system, your hormonal system, your digestive system, and your nervous system, which gives you the best ability to not be a statistic with the coronavirus. Wow, that's great. Well, guys, um, this is exactly the goal that I wanted to bring you. Um, this is Dr. Bill Janishek with the Conquering Stress podcast. I want you to share this with uh, your friends because this is simple stuff. This is going to make you healthier. It's going to take you out of fear. It's going to get you over. This will pass. I want to bring you the information, cutting edge stuff. It's easy, simple, inexpensive to do and just kind of Nike up and do, just do it. So I want to thank Glenn one more time. Uh, share this out and... You know, until next time.
just focus in, hit the subscribe to the Conquering Stress podcast, and we're going to be pumping these out for you and your family. Free, easy, awesome information. So bye-bye.